Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into a Wednesday edition of Sports Scene ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Greg produces the broadcast today. And uh, just a couple of seconds, we're going to talk a little MLB with an old friend, Jason Stark, longtime reporter at uh, ESPN, ESPN.com. Jason now is working for The Athletic, but he's still covering baseball. He also has uh, another thing he's got on Stadium TV, I'm telling you, there's a million things out there now you can access when it comes to sports. But bottom line is, we're going to talk a little bit of baseball with Jason, and that's always a good thing. Uh, The bottom of the hour, Tim Walton, Gators softball coach, will join us. The final regular season week of the softball season. Gators go to Missouri trying to win an SEC regular season championship. But now... Let's bring in the aforementioned Jason Stark. It's been too long since we've talked to him. Jason is now with The Athletic. And Jason, welcome, as always, my friend. Uh, You know, I think sometimes you look at baseball and you look at 30 games and teams panic or fans panic. But let's take a look at a couple of teams in particular. The Dodgers and the Nationals both picked to do great. Is there reason to panic or lay off the gas and just let them go play. <laughs> well, I mean, panicking is never fun. I never re- recommend it. <laughs> That's I, right. I, you know, I, I think the Nationals are obviously in a lot better spot. Um, they've been playing without three of their most important offensive players. Um, Daniel Murphy hadn't played a day. Uh, Adam Eaton was hitting four fifty five with a five twenty on base when he got hurt. Uh, they really haven't been the same team since. Uh, and then Anthony Rendon went down. Uh, I, I still think they'll be fine, and I think they're going to win that division. The Dodgers, however, there is reason to wonder if they can right this ship. Let's, let's just take a step back. Clayton Kershaw and Alex Wood already as many losses as all last season. And it's incredible. They're two and five when Kershaw starts. Kenley Jansen, more blown saves than all last season. And now they're trying to get by without their, I think, their two most important position players. Justin Turner's been out all year. He is going to get back at some point this month. But Corey Sager is out for the season with Tommy John surgery. And check the standings. They're nine games back of a really good team in Arizona. Don't know how they make that up. It's a lot of games. On the other side of that coin, um, the resurgence of the Phillies and the resurgence of the Braves, who beat my Mets last night, can those two teams last, Jason? Are they for real? Um, well, I mean, the Phillies have lost four in a row, yep, and they've had a, a much easier schedule than the Braves so far. So I... I I mean, I, I don't think they're quite ready to contend yet. I think they're they're ready to hang around. Uh, the Braves, on the other hand, just saw them, and that is one fun team to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Albies and Acuna. It's really hard to remember 
two a team with two position players that good, that young. They're both superstars, right? They're superstars waiting to happen. And, um, you know, bring up Sirocco last night, and he wins his debut. To, I mean, to find a team with three players like that, that good, that young, I, you'd have to search long and hard. And, I mean, I don't think we give Freddie Freeman enough love. He might be the MVP so hard, so far. They've got a lot of arms coming. Uh, you know, it's funny, being around them when they were playing the Phillies, I asked a lot of, uh, about, all right, who's further ahead here in the rebuild? And I think the Braves would say, well, the Phillies are. You know, they went out and signed Arietta, went out and signed Carlos Santana, uh, gave money to a couple bullpen pieces in uh, Tommy Hunter, Pat Neshek. But I think money is the only separator in terms of young talent and future stars the Braves have more of them I, I, this, they, they have that 2016 Astros kind of look to them mm, interesting um, unless the Orioles suddenly get pitching uh, it looks like they will not do well and now you have the, the trade rumors with Manny Machado and maybe even Adam Jones what do you think Baltimore ends up doing with those guys Jason well, I mean, it's it's too early for them to make any decisions, but they're eight and twenty-one, right? And they're thirteen games back of the Red Sox, eleven pack of the Yankees. Uh, they're going to catch those teams. Uh, I mean, they, <laughs> yeah. I just don't see how that's in the cards. And so, at some point, Manny Machado becomes the most important, most attractive piece on this trade market, and is you know, it's when you look at where the Orioles are. They've got to turn Manny Machado into something meaningful, right? Uh, their farm system is in disarray. Um, they have one of the oldest teams in the game. They, they're, they're a team in trouble. Um, they're kind of what the Phillies were two, three years ago, where you know they had a core group that had had done some winning, and they tried to squeeze every ounce out of that group. And there's a cost to doing that is you, you, you wind up with a lot of guys who are about to become free agents and when you go out into the trade market and try to trade them they don't have the same value they would have had if you'd gotten out in front of it i'll be really curious steve to see what they do with adam jones because adam jones is really the face of that team he has been uh, i'm sure he'd like to stick around and i i just don't know whether the owner signs off on trading him, even though he's about to become a free agent. You have covered Major League Baseball for a lot of years, and you know we, we've seen steroids. Well, now there's this buzz about pitchers using substances to help the spin rate on the ball. And you know, depending on who you talk to, some, some people just say, yep, you know, managers know, players know, everybody knows, and yet it's still being allowed. Is that a fair statement? Do you think it's gone that far? Well, just the, the background on this is um, Garrett Cole goes from the Pirates to the Astros. Uh, his spin rate on his breaking ball uh, goes up dramatically. And Trevor Bauer goes on Twitter and intimates it's because he's illegally using pine tar, except I guess it would be my question. If so, if everybody does something, is it wrong? Is it does it still feel as illegal? It's like you're driving down the highway 
at 85 miles an hour and somebody goes flying by at 90, you're going to make a citizen's arrest? Pretty hard because you're going 85. <laughs> that's what this is. Watch a game some night. Uh, just pick at your favorite starting pitcher. Watch how many times he tugs at his cap or rubs his arm or uh, pulls at his belt buckle or his pant leg or whatever. He yeah. does it over and over and over. <laughs> every batter, uh, I, every pitcher in the big leagues, for the most part, is using something to better his grip. And it's completely ignored by Major League Baseball, by umpires, by the other team. The other team never flags it because their team is all doing it, too. All their pitchers are doing it. And so, I mean, it's an interesting little uh, byplay. It's a great Twitter drama between um, Trevor Bauer and then a bunch of Astros chimed in. But... It's a non-story to me because baseball has watched this going for like 20 years and has never done a thing about it. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I'll end with uh, my Mets and Harvey. You know, again, reports of him partying in L.A. He is not the pitcher he was. Sh- should they just part ways? I mean, is there? It, can he, do you think, ever recover his old form, and do you think he ends up staying with the Mets? You know, if he doesn't wind up staying with the Mets, it won't be because of photos of him that appear of him in a club. Um, I mean, his big issue is this was a guy before Tommy John, before thoracic outlet syndrome surgery, who had four unhittable swing and miss pitches, and now arguably has none. Yeah. Fastball velocity has gone way down. And slider curve changeup just not the same. Um, he seems like he's in denial about what he is and how this has happened to him. I mean, it's pretty simple. They're just not a big track record of guys who come back from both of those surgeries and and, and make it work and are ever the same. Uh, you know, I, I feel sorry for him. It's hard to process that. I'm sure he was counting the, the dollar bills that people are going to lay at his doorstep that he's never going to earn now. Um, but I think the big problem with Matt Harvey is just not being able to look in the mirror and accept that this is real. The other stuff, I mean, that's been part of his show for a long time. Let's talk about uh, baseball stories on Stadium TV. You've talked to Mark. That must have been interesting. Mark McGuire, Stanton, some other ones. Tell me about it. Where can people see it? Yeah, this is a really fun project I'm involved in. I host this show. It's a half-hour conversation with some really interesting, thoughtful, talkative person in baseball. Um, You can find the shows archived at watchstadium.com or you you can find the stadium app on Apple TV, um, on your mobile device, and they're all archived there. We're five episodes in. Uh, Mark McGuire was, was the first show, and had an incredible conversation about 1998, 70-homer season, 20 years later, his um, unbelievable memories of it. And of course, it, it it got into PEDs and his his feeling that he could have hit 70 with or without them. Fascinating stuff. Mm-hmm. And had Giancarlo Stanton, who thinks he can hit 100 homers, that's what he told me. Uh, Hank Azaria was the next guest, uh, the funniest conversation i've ever had with any human being in my life i recommend that highly uh and then last night we had back-to-back manager shows terry francona buck showalter two guys who uh, i mean they're very different but they're two of the the best 
most interesting managers in the game. Uh, Frank, Terry Francona talking about life on the road with his dad, the big leaguer, tremendous tales, uh, what it's like to win, what it's like to lose. Uh, Buck, his thoughts on all kinds of stuff, uh, thinks about the world and managing in a different way than anybody I've ever been around that told the story of intentionally walking Barry Bonds with the bases loaded. Mm-hmm. Just a million great stories from both those guys. So again, you can find it on uh, the Stadium app, Stadium TV, or at WatchStadium.com, and they debut every Tuesday night at 7 Eastern. Okay. Always a pleasure to have you. Uh, thank you for your time. Steve, great to catch up. Thanks, man. Okay, Jason. Thank